0: there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language. Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thank you, Joyce. Let's pray. Father, as Jesus came into the world as your living word, as we look at your word now, may it breathe new life into our very beings, we pray. Amen. 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 Now, Rebecca, have we got the labels and are we happy doing those labels? Brilliant. So we've got a few fantastic. We will use them in a little while, Henry. Might you be able to help me? They look brilliant. Decorate them as much as you want and we'll use them in a little while um, after Tasha's spoken. So, A.W. Tozer theologians said this, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on, and no one would know the difference. If, however, the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did, would have stopped and everyone would have known the difference. What kind of church are we? One where the Holy Spirit makes a difference or one where the show can go on regardless? The story of Pentecost radically changed the lives of the disciples, transformed them from the inside out and the outside in. Jesus breathes his Holy Spirit into their lives and by doing so, recreates their lives, mirroring the breath of God, breathing life into all humanity at the beginning of creation. The disciples, now filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, go out in the power of the Holy Spirit to share the good news of Jesus. And everyone, everyone was filled with awe and wonder at the signs they performed and the church was formed and the world was changed the prophecy of joel which was spoken 800 years earlier began to be fulfilled in that moment but continues to be fulfilled through us today. Now, we may know the story of Pentecost well. I'm just going to see, Henry, you were in church, weren't you, this week? Yeah, doing Pentecost. Can you tell me anything you know about the story of Pentecost and what you learnt? Anything you want to say? The thing that I learnt was that uh, when the disciples were praying to God and Jesus and suddenly some winds came in, some fire was like above their head and then all that happened was they started talking different languages and then they could do miracles to people and then people started to go in the water. I mean... Now, I was going to give you an opportunity to share as well. Would anyone like to add to what Henry's just told us? I think, shall I go and sit down, Jill? Do you think? I mean, it is wonderful, isn't it? It's absolutely wonderful. I warned you, the children really knew um, the story of Pentecost. We might know it really well. We might have been coming to church for years and hearing the story over and over and over again. But the thing with Pentecost is it's not about the story. It's not what we know. It's whether it's changed and transformed our lives. Is the Spirit living and breathing in And amongst us. So we shine the good news of Jesus out to others. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. We are a city on a hill. We are the light in the darkness. Now I was contemplating singing today the Graham Kendrick song. Shine Jesus shine. Who knows it? Yeah quite a lot of us. I was overruled. It it happens quite regularly. But I love those lyrics. I love the lyrics. Blaze, spirit, blaze. Set our hearts on fire. Our hearts ablaze with the fire of the spirit. We enjoy singing those songs and those words. But in our inner beings, are our hearts ablaze with the fire of God's spirit? Acts 2 reveals how that spirit first came, poured out upon the disciples. A group of flawed human beings, just like us, who were called to be God's messengers on earth, just like us followers of Jesus. The theologian, Jordan Maltman, says this, it is not the church of God which has a mission in the world. It's not the church of God that has a mission in the world, but the God of mission who has a church in the world. The Holy Spirit was poured out so God's mission could be lived out in us. And we can only live that mission in the power of his Holy Spirit. In fact, it's when we try and do it on our own and in our own way, when we try and do it in our own strength, that we often end up in trouble. Do we recognize and acknowledge our absolute dependence on God's Spirit in our lives? The Holy Spirit gives us the means to communicate the wonders of God, verse 10. And Henry just shared that the miracles. Miracles happened. The Holy Spirit came in, miracles happened. We might find it difficult to communicate the reality or the story of God to those around us because we cannot do it. It is only in the power of the Holy Spirit that the awe and wonder of God is revealed. Are we willing to surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit's will? Or do we keep the Holy Spirit at a distance? Prefer to leave it firmly back where it was 2,000 years ago. A strange, possibly scary encounter. Let's leave it back there. Rather than opening up ourselves and saying... Come, Holy Spirit, do your work in me. Come, Holy Spirit, do your work in me. I wonder how many of us have a smart or a mobile phone. Give me a wave if you've got a smart or a mobile phone. Okay, How many of us have had that moment... When the phone dies, we forgot to put it on charge the night before. Yep, I can see waving out at the back. Quite a lot of us. Our phones have died in the middle of something we really need to do, and it's gone. I remember the old Nokia. said last for a week, and these smartphones can die in half a day. Nicky Gumbel suggested at the Alpha Leadership Stream, which some of us listened to this Thursday night, the smartphone, that the internet as such is the next most powerful tool for Christian revival in this country. First, it was the development of Roman roads that allowed God's people to spread the word from one place to another. Second came the printing press that allowed God's written word to be received in different languages and by everyday people. Now it's suggested that it's the smartphone, the internet, that will be the next most powerful tool to enable God's mission to spread to all people in all places. We may agree, we may disagree, but the analogy of the mobile phone helps us understand the work of the spirit. Unless the phone is charged unless the necessary software has been downloaded onto it it's useless unless it's plugged into its source and charged up it is powerless and the Christian life is similar we need the power of the Holy Spirit to charge us up We need to download the power of God into our very lives. Every single one of us has capacity for fulfilling the potential God has given us. But unless we connect to his power, the source of all life, we will never reach what we are capable of. The disciples were transformed in a matter of days. From frightened, hidden human beings into confident, fearless sharers of God's love for all because they welcomed the Holy Spirit into their lives. The Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came like a rushing wind. Henry told us that earlier. I'm certainly discovering the power of mighty winds living living in Milford-on-Sea as I watch my garden furniture levitate across the garden. I'm not sure that's great for a vicarage. As I watch plant pots blow across the lawn, and as I walk along her spit in the winter months and feel like I'm just about to be lifted off like Mary Poppins. Wind moves powerfully wherever it wants. When we experience the Holy Spirit, we allow the wind of the Spirit to move freely through our lives. And that takes courage and bravery to say, come, Holy Spirit, come. Move in and through my life as you will. The Holy Spirit came as a flame of fire. Fire and flames in the Bible often represent a refiner's fire, refining the dross and the rubbish of our lives, purifying and cleansing us so we can be transformed. After a bushfire, it's amazing to see how the blackened earth can be transformed into new lush growth and new life. After that fire, a new beginning follows the burning of the refiner's fire. The Spirit came in many languages, breaking down all the barriers. God's gift of love was for all. Nowhere and no one was to be excluded from the invitation to receive him. And this is the heart of the mission which Jesus invites us to share. It's our vision statement as a church to share the love and life of Jesus. But a vision statement is just words unless it's plugged in to the source, just like that mobile phone. And the Spirit came to bring the water of life. Spiritual hunger is only satisfied by the water of life that comes from the Holy Spirit. The water is poured in and the Holy Spirit is given so we can be sent out. Henry. Can you come and help me? Is that all right? Okay, Henry, you've done some labels for us, haven't you? Is that right? So what have we got on those labels? Henry. Right, so let's put Henry on here. Now, we might be putting Henry's name, but imagine this is all of us. This glass represents us as a person. But let's put Henry. It's beautiful. Look at this. Proper Pentecost label. Okay, so this is Henry. Here we go, Henry, onto the glass. Now, actually, what I might do, Henry, because they're not going to quite see. Can I put it at the back? But we'll know that's you because I need people to see the front. Okay, what else have you got? Holy Spirit. Let's go for a bit on this one. Can I put this on here? Amazing. Thank you, Rebecca. So we've got some Holy Spirit here and here. These two represent Holy Spirit. And then what have you got? World. The world. Okay, let's put the world and everything else. We're going to stick this here. So here is Henry or you or me. And every day glass of water. Not quite full up. But there we are. And then the Spirit comes. Henry, can you pour some of this into here for me? Just a bit, yeah. Start to pour in. We allow the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. Yeah, keep pouring. You can be generous. Yeah, keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Fantastic. You can stop there. What's happened to the water, Henry. It's completely changed. It's all gone red. When the Holy Spirit comes in, I don't even need, we had a teaspoon, to stir up the work of the Spirit as it stirs within us. I haven't needed to even do that. Henry hasn't put even that much in. And yet, that glass of ordinary water has completely been changed. And then, Henry, do you want to keep pouring? And you can pour all of that. Doesn't matter what happens, just keep pouring. As we let the Spirit keep pouring into our lives, keep going, keep going, that's all right. We start to pour out into the world around us. Keep going. So as we allow that spirit to come in, to change and transform our lives, it's only when that happens that it starts to pour out and transform transform the whole world around us. Henry, you've been a star. Thank you for that. That is what we're talking about. That's the words of the song we sang. We are sent out in his Holy Spirit. So are we living out that vision of sharing the love and life of Jesus out in our lives by the words we speak, the actions we live. Put simply, when people see us, do they see Jesus? When people see us, Do they see Jesus? Because the Spirit can only be lived out today in and through us. The Spirit is present right here, right now in us, just as it was 2,000 years ago with the disciples, right now longing to bring his power into each one of us. If we open up our hearts and say, come, Holy Spirit, come. The Spirit longs to be our comforter in times of sorrow, our helper in times of need. Will we allow him to transform our hearts and minds Will we resist our desire to be in control and trust the Spirit to take control? How each one of us receives the Spirit is beautifully different, just like the gifts of the Spirit that have been given. But what remains the same for each and every one of us is our need, our willingness to say, Come, Holy Spirit, come into my life and have your way. Come, Holy Spirit, come into my life and have your way. going to listen to a worship song if you know it. Do join in. We're just going to remain seated as we listen to the words of this song. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Have we? Are we welcoming him into our lives? Let's listen to the words of this song. Let's join in if you know it. But let's make it our prayer today for the Holy Spirit to come in and transform our lives so we can live out the joy of Jesus in our world.
2: There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're all. In-